So this Pokemon thing, huh? There's people like all over the mall where my day job is. And when I step outside, there's a gym like down near this bike rack. There's always like 15 people standing around it, playing around. Pokemon is everywhere. Even the Bellevue police shot a picture out on Twitter getting into the fun. So uh, what do you guys think about this Pokemon thing? Or two. Yeah, po- I go po- for walks in a park near me, and there are like tons of, of folks. They're, yeah, they're all across the UW campus. Uh, I'm just like, my friend's like, oh, it gets you exercise. I'm like, are you new Are you new here? <laughs> <laughs> she started laughing. She goes, yeah, I know you work out. But she goes, this is fun exercise. I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I think Jason is cursed. Maybe. Poor Jason. Mm. I am John, Whoopie impersonator and a Ladrin warlock with the Warriors of the Stars. Along came Jason, my bearded friend. Fabulous secret ideas revealed to me the day he came to my house and said, I want to make a podcast! Only two others share this secret. Eric of the Loch Ness and Jacob. Together we started talking about toys, comics, games, and movies on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Hi, this is Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano, and thank you for listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show. Here we go! Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Super Awesome Geek Show! I'm John, your host. Hello, hi. Good to be here. How are things going? Oh, a little bit busy, but pretty good. I've actually I need more time. I don't have enough time to consume all of the uh, the games and the books and the shows that I that I have on my plate right now. But <laughs> but otherwise, otherwise I'm good. And and you're back to self publishing, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I figured I would leave that out for this part since I mention that almost every time now. <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot on your plate. Yes, that that is true. <laughs> Rob Clifford, how are you doing today, Mr. Doing well, doing well. Thanks for asking. Mr. Iron Fist Watercolor. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd change it up. I had to reset everything since I uh, uh, had to get a new copy of Skype for the for the computer. How is the computer these days? Uh, well, hey, new beast is 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 beautiful. All right. Uh, yeah. It, 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 it it's crazy just just super powerful <laughs> yeah that's the guts that's the one good outcome i guess when a computer explodes is that you get a new one <laughs> well yeah and i don't upgrade but once every five or six years yeah. so you know it's like quantum leap in in uh uh in technology oh really so can you see into the future or the past uh only into the past within my lifetime, but I get a bonus sidekick named Al. Oh, okay, cool. Is he like a hologram, or does he just like appear in your mind? No, hologram. Oh, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Christina, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. Yeah? Tired, but okay. Recently moved, right? Recently moved. So all the stalkers of Christina... Stop going to the old place. <laughs> You're going to have to go much farther <laughs> and endure lots of hot. Lots of and, hot? Yeah, and lots, lots of 
100 degree weather and chiggers. Uh, so, it's a winning combination. <laughs> Explain to me what a chigger is, because I'm, I'm really unfamiliar with them. I have not seen a chigger, but um, if you're out walking through grass um, and it's high grass and stuff, it's a bug. It, and then you don't know you're being bit by chiggers until you come in and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I itch. Oh, I itch here. Oh, I itch here. I was like, holy cow. I talked to someone in the other day that I guess on the 4th of July – they were out playing football in a field and got bit by 50 chiggers and spent, like, the whole night scratching. Oh. So, um, yeah, I got some homeopathic stuff from a store, and it's wonderful. I was told clear nail polish helps with the bites. I'm all, uh, no. <laughs> so, it, well, I, it didn't. It didn't. It stopped it for a second. But, oh, yeah. you know, if you scratch them too much, just like a mosquito bite, they get infected. So... Yeah, don't kind of want that. Okay. Gross. 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 But it's been been a fun experience. There's so many nice people here. I mean, you think you're in some kind of twilight zone with how nice people are that are just willing to help, willing to talk to you. I'm like, I just came from a state that if you talk to some stranger, they looked at you funny. So, I mean, anybody's here is welcoming to help you. They see you struggling. They see you looking for something. They just come and help you. It's amazing. Oh, I'm glad you're having a good experience. Yeah, it's been a nice experience. Oh, you're coming. Oh, welcome. Welcome. I hope you enjoy it here. You know, it's like, wow, thank you. You know, it's really nice. All right, let's go on to uh, Jason Connolly. Jason, are you still there? Jason, did you fall into the black hole, Jason? Poor Jason. All right, if Jason comes back, we will introduce him later, because we have with us today Travis Blair. Hi, thanks for having me. (laughs) We have finally gotten to Travis, our special guest tonight. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. And Travis, you uh, do thezarf.com, is that correct? That is correct, yes. And uh, been having a lot of fun doing that. Uh, been doing that for a few years. Basically just my way of connecting with other creative types out there. And it's taken me to some fun places. So tell me a little bit about all the things that you do. Because uh, you have links off that site to many different uh many different things there's a lot of you're, you seem to be very creative and have a lot of different things going on just like uh, a few of the other guys on this show um like can you go through a few of them yeah of course um so i, I basically started the zarf in uh 2013 um i got out of the military active army in 2010 and was just looking for some kind of a creative outlet and uh you know i started doing the site as a um, a way to connect with other creative types. Um, initially, it was a, you know, just a little entry into making web comics with my mom. is just a fun little thing that she and I were just doing. Did that for a little bit, and then kind of branched off on my own, where I was connecting with other uh, web comic creators, and I enjoyed what they were doing. So I, I kept writing different stuff, you know, that I thought they might like to uh, sketch and illustrate, and whatnot. And uh, I'd reach out to them and say, hey, you know, want, want to collaborate on this, and I started doing what I called medleys and 
made a few of those. There's some fun ones on the site that I've done with a bunch of different webcomic creators. Um, and I started uh, interviewing some of them because I found them interesting. I like to uh, ask questions. I'm just kind of a nosy guy. So I, I ask them questions in some interviews. And I have those posted on there and start interviewing other fun people. Um, and then somehow uh, people, once in a while, you know, I'd connect with someone who had some kind of quirky product of some sort, and I'd review that and put up reviews. Um, that didn't happen too often. Um, but, it, you know, once in a while when I feel like, you know, giving my thoughts on something, I'll write a review. Um, but it's gone from that to um, where I've actually been able to connect people to, to do stuff that I've wanted to do for years prior. Um, my first book, my first children's book, um, I, I met with the illustrator through one of the medleys I did. And so we got together and, and uh, created my first children's book um that's been published uh launched on kickstarter and is due to get out to all the backers soon and uh then it went out to um what's it called oh it's called the knitting chicken yeah and it's, it's a <laughs> book. Yeah. excellent so, the knitting chicken is a book about a uh, chicken lucy who uh is in the coop and and one of the 50 chickens you know there to knit eggs for the business you know egg laying business you know needs to keep the numbers high um she is soon discovered by you know farmer hank to be the one that's not really you know keeping up her uh, her metrics right so um save all the business jargon in the book i'm basically having the kids realize that you know her worth is being questioned um she's feeling down she's knitting day and night as a way to maybe you know contribute in a different way she figures out you know maybe she can keep all the other chickens warm after a discovery from one of the hens um and then didn't realize that come winter when all the other uh, chicken farms start dropping in production you know her farm uh to the discovery of the farmer had kept the numbers you know the same throughout and so you know they realized that, that she's the cause and so she you know was told that she's worthwhile after all in a different way so um got one of those morals in it right cool um so yeah i went from that um had a lot of fun making that and uh started the zarfling platoon so zarfling platoon is my little company <laughs> Um, it's kind of a play on uh, Zarflings are just goofy creatures. I've come up with people. Um, the platoon part, because you know, a military term, and also it's just a funny word to me. Kind of sounds like <laughs> cartoon, I guess. I don't know. So I always chuckled whenever I was, you know, in a you know platoon, and, and they always yelled it out in some you know stoic way. It just sounded silly to me. So <laughs> I was always that that goofy guy, but. Uh, yeah, so Zarfling Platoon has become my way of uh, actually creating uh, the stuff that's been in my head for a while. So, um, yeah, I've been having a go at a couple of those things. Um, a card game I actually invented um, working with my son to help him read. Um, uh, it's called Spellcasters VS. And so I've been working with a really talented webcomic creator, uh, PJ Day. And so he and I have been working on this game, and it's it's in the final stages. We're hoping to get it to the public before the start of the school year in the next few weeks. And yeah. so, yeah, we've got that, and we got something else in the works as well. So, so if so I fun. can ask that uh, now, would you have different so spellcasters versus maybe like a dragon and a unicorn or something? Or uh, correct. Uh, yeah. What we have is uh, you know the. The game I actually designed it to be a series because it's it's meant to improve um, and strengthen children's sight words uh, skills. 
So there are sight words that children learn in the primary levels of elementary school uh, from grades kindergarten to third. And so I designed it to where the first game we came out with just happened to be first grade. But um, sure. first yeah. grade will be uh, first grade is mermaids and pirates. Um, sure. Second grade is yeah. dwarves. And, and third grade are two creatures that I came up with that I'm going to keep in you know, the, the future for when we get you know, the series built up and successful. And then we've got it all all laid out. Yeah. Oh, Down that's the, that's cool. Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That way actually graduates with the children. So um, you have a student who's in first grade and, and maybe they're, you know, breezing through and, and, you know, you happen to have the second grade, you can move them on to that or you, you hold on to it until maybe the you know, homeschooling parent looks and, you know, sees that there's another one to get for next year. Or maybe you have a child who just needs to, you know, catch up a little bit, maybe a little bit of regression over the summer, which is normal. And, you know, you get the kindergarten deck when they're going into first grade or, or you know second grade for when they're going to third grade what have you yeah so it, it's designed to not show blatantly on the cards what grade you're playing so kids won't you know feel, feel that if you yeah know, they don't, you don't want them to feel weird or anything yeah yeah but it's just meant to be character based and every pairing has something that i feel that boys and girls alike would enjoy yeah, yeah. hence the, the goblins and pixies or the mermaids and the pirates um but designed in a way where uh, the learning isn't so uh uh, direct it's more subtle uh they're mainly meant just to have fun and not realize that they're learning <laughs> you're tricking them oh yeah <laughs> like the oval teen right yeah <laughs> hiding the vegetables yep yep so yeah we've been having a lot of fun with that and then we've got a coloring book in the works with uh, another talented illustrator angel velasquez and he's he's all over instagram and uh twitter and and showing off all the sketches that he's been doing for our coloring book that's uh Designed to teach kids about mythology and uh, and uh, educate them about syllables. It sounds funny, but um, I'm, I'm writing haiku about every different mythological creature, and so um, we're having ah, a. Te- that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a teacher friend of mine is writing a forward to the book that it will educate the children about the syllables and how you know stress. You know, there's there's such a syllabic stress in haiku of the five seven five, and so I want them to understand. And it's it's tough sometimes teaching kids how to understand how syllables work. So yeah, every every opening of the book they're gonna see a different creature in their you know environment and and read about them through the, the haiku. That's pretty cool. No, I, I think that is a really good way to do it to teach them syllables and things because you're always you know counting syllables when you yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> so a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Is there a hydra haiku? No, Hydra, actually, yeah, i oh. got to look at what we did for H. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. as, as a Greek mythology person, I'm curious to, <laughs> if, yeah. you've, what if there's I, any I, Greek stuff that you can think of off the top of your head. <laughs> yeah, I tried reaching out around the world in, in terms of all that uh, different mythology out there, um, just to make sure we kind of sprinkled in stuff from everywhere. Cool. Yeah, there's some crazy stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Rob, any thoughts on uh, his process of illustration and all that? Or I think it's really cool that uh, you collaborate with so many different people. I think that's just always uh, uh, just a, a really cool method to, to kind of you know expand your horizons and whatnot. I just I, I I love working with other folks. I just think that's a lot of fun. And I think it's really cool that you're putting out an educational product for for uh you know that 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 grows with with 
the kids. I think that's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I'm looking forward to getting the uh, the series successful, so we can actually build upon it as it's meant to be, and like you said, a series for for kids to grow with. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I actually love that idea as being a teacher and working in schools and such that uh, there's something, you know, something that could interest the kids. You know what I mean? Something that could uh, grasp their attention rather than, you know, something. Or I always look for something that will interest one, something that might click with them. You know what I mean? You never know with all the materials out there, something that's just going to get them excited about reading, excited to just learn you know sometimes it could just be a picture you know or an illustration in a book it could be the book the process is all the same in their learning process but it's the illustrations the pictures everything that just grasps them and connects with them and for me when you find something like that that connects with the student that makes them excited about reading and about learning that to me is worth its weight in gold yeah, you, you get them entertained, and I mean, bingo can be fun for a little while, but then, you know, there's there's so many different things that teachers, you know, try to to get in their tool belt, you know, but you right. you, you want to make sure you get them entertained and educated as well. And so this right. is something where I'm hoping will be a, a hit in circle times, you know, when you get kids who can play with the teacher or, or, or with a volunteer or with themselves if one kid's a little bit stronger than the other, or even if they both know all the words and they just want to have fun and, and you know, do a little bit of quiz, but yeah, it's, it's got a little bit more than just your standard black and white flashcard. You know, it's meant to look kind of like a, uh, right. card game. Like you see so many card games out there in the gaming stores with the, you know, the word on the top and, and the picture in the one portion and, you know, the spell casters themselves, you know, have actual spells written on the card that they have to read. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's some, uh, bit of gaming in there, not too much. So they're, they're not, you know, bogged down with having to figure out rules, but just enough to be fun. Nice. So you were mentioning earlier a children's book, right? Um, is that was that in, like uh, in relation to the cards, or, or is that something totally different? Uh, no, it's it's totally different in the sense that it's um, a different project. I, I guess it's just all um, relating the cards, and that I just kind of um, have been like on a creative spree since you know, the last few years. Okay, um, but I had the book. In my head for uh, the past, um, since 2000, 2007 or eight, I think is when I thought back when I came up with it. Um, but it wasn't made until last, uh, last February. Yeah. Um, and then we were working on it for about a year before that. So it's basically a picture book. Yeah. It's a children's book. Um, it's, it's the, you know, style for the introductory readers. Um, you know, maybe a five, six year old to be able to read it on their own. Um, but it's got a lot of uh, great visuals. David Buist did some excellent work on it. Um, so I'm hoping to get it out there to a lot of uh, people once we get it, you know, uh, out to the mainstream. But, uh, yeah, there's there's some excellent uh, visuals on there. Where, um, he even hid some eggs. You know, we have like a little uh, fun <laughs> game on the back where I noticed after he's doing some of the illustrations here, we're pairing up and we lucked out where we're able to work together the entire process. You know, sometimes you kind of, hope for the best from what I've, I've heard, you know, writers will send their, their script out and then it just goes out, you know, and, and gets picked up by that, that editor. Well, uh, we are able to work and collaborate the entire time with the publisher, um, saying, you know, work on it together and come out with the best product and then we'll look it over. 
So when we're working page by page, when we got to the last page, I said, you know, you've got a lot of eggs in this, you know, <laughs> um, was that intentional? And he said, no, I just thought it'd be fun just to kind of throw an egg in there once in a while. I said, well, can you make sure there's one in every page and then we'll figure out a way to tell someone at the end of the book to look back and find them all. And so huh. we, we wrote on the, the top of the barn, like in a little banner, you know, can you find all the eggs? And so he went back and like hit them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, even like the filament above the eggs. Uh, uh, there's a, one of those classic uh, light bulbs above the, the chicken's head when he has an idea or she has an idea. You know, she's thinking, you know, Lucy has a thought. And so we have the uh, light bulb. He drew a, an egg in the filament. Of the light bulb. And so, <laughs> it's fun. And it's on my website. Oh, it looks ah, awesome. Yeah, if you look up the harpy that Angel did, it's a really cool uh, illustration showing like as if you were on the ground and it's you know, coming down at you. Cool. Pretty looking for that now. <laughs> yeah, we have a coloring pages section on the site, so if you ever want to download them just to color on your own again. Oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah, we can all be the, uh, you know, there's like that adult coloring is uh, very popular right now. Yeah, that yes. started actually. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I think it's really cool that you put um, the eggs in each area, that that, you know, you, that just kind of fell upon you as you were kind of working together on the illustrations and stuff and the, putting the book together. Um, it just gives them another reason to go back through it uh, even two or three times maybe, you know? Yeah, kind of like replayability in a video game, I, I think. <laughs> yeah. Keep reading the book. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Until they get in a fight with their little brother or their little brother gets in a fight with their big brother because the big brother keeps finding more than the little brother and... <laughs> Yeah. That's what would have happened in my family, and then my little brother would have hit me with the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read them with my, my kids, and I always have to make sure we find each one together. Can't be where one didn't get all the eggs. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> uh, sorry, I don't mean to bring an element of danger into the reading of a children's book. I was just, <laughs> my brother. <laughs> my brother always just kind of was like, darn you, whap. <laughs> childhood trauma for you there <laughs> yeah you just gotta let it all out right <laughs> <laughs> so travis is there uh any other things you want to talk about that you're doing lately or yeah uh well i wanted to touch on what you're saying about the collaboration i mean that's one thing that i've really enjoyed you know when i started as our phase this is a way to um stoke the creative fire if you will but uh that's one great thing that i found in the webcomic community and um the creative collaborations out there. It's, it's fun to be, you know, creative and, and use your imagination and think up stuff. Um, but there's so many other people who are like-minded in that. Um, something I've always found that's fun is just getting together with other creative people. So uh, I've, I've enjoyed a lot, not just thinking up stuff, but um, pairing up with other people and coming up with, you know, a product that would have, you know, not been nearly as good as if two people did their own thing. So yeah, um, a lot of fun with that. No, that's a great sentiment because it's uh, it's something that I've personally said on the show a few times. I mean, it's similar, where I, I kind of feel like there's room at the top for everybody, and if we all work together, and why not work together, we can all achieve greatness. We can achieve our dreams and our goals, and you know, and helping each other is a much better way than trying to be competitive with each other. Oh, yeah. Or trying to go it alone, it is much easier when you have somebody else to bounce things off of and collaborate with. Definitely. Yeah. Um, 
and and you mentioned the whole adult coloring book. That's actually what you know. Angel, uh, he's a buddy of mine. He was doing some sketches. He did something um, that just looked fun. It was some kind of I think he did an orc or, or something. You know, I told him I said it looks like you know one of these adult coloring uh, book. You know, like a page from one of those. The way he drew it, I said <laughs> only it looks like it's a lot more wild and and uh, fearsome than than like your butterflies and your nautilus shells that you see out there, which are great. But yeah, I saw this thing. I was like. <laughs> That looks like something I'd enjoy coloring. And so I told him, I said, what if we what if we made an adult coloring book? And I told him, I said, well, it'll be fun if we, we you know, toyed around the idea of, like, what angle to take. But I said, I don't really know why we do it. Uh, I said, because I'm trying to focus all my energy and not be so scatterbrained as I can get sometimes. Because um, I think of all kinds of oh, yeah. stuff in my head. So I'm, I'm always keeping myself, you know, in one, you know, keeping the blinders on, if you will. Um, so then he and I kind of bounced around ideas and that's how it came. But yeah, this adult coloring book craze is, is, it's cool. And that's how it actually came to be our thing now. Yeah, that's neat. I, I just see, uh, people, I work at a bookstore during the day, my day job and I see people coming in all the time, grabbing those things, no matter how many we can get in, they just keep selling. And there's so many different varieties, you, you know, from, yeah, like those shells to <laughs> owls and, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen a superhero one yet, but I, I've seen oh. Harry Potter, Frozen. There was a Star Wars one. I got a Deadpool one. You did? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think we've got any kind of superhero ones in our store yet. Like Deadpool yeah. would definitely be an adult coloring book. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have a Star Wars one. Yeah, I've seen the Star Wars one. And I've it, seen the Avengers. I've seen, I've seen some Marvel ones. I don't know if I've seen any DC ones yet. Yeah, I wonder why we haven't gotten those at our store, huh? I'd like to see one uh, with the Mad Magazine pictures in the back where you fold <laughs> it over. Remember how you fold it oh, over? Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. It'd be fun to see like, a coloring book where you color to some totally random-looking thing, and then you fold it over. Oh, I just colored that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. That would be a lot of fun. Hey, hey, there we go. We've all collaborated on an idea. <laughs> Let's put this oh, works. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I like that one. <laughs> to reach out to the makers of that, I'm sure there's a editor just in charge of that. Yes, yes, you're probably right. They've got a they've got a hook on that. Otherwise, people would be doing it everywhere, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I think I used to jump right to the end and do that. I, I was not one of those <laughs> who'd read the whole magazine and wait to the end. I would go right to the back page, fold it over, go, "Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, now I'll read the magazine." <laughs> No, I always skim the bottoms, you know, of each page. Oh, yes, that's right, the little cartoon. And then I'd read the the book in front of me. Yeah, that was my favorite part, just look at the very bottom parts of each page. I only got to see them when I would go over to a friend's house who had them, so he'd already done everything. (laughs) (laughs) So he didn't let you try any of it? He was like, no, I already folded it here. Well, pretty much. He was like, I've already done, let's do something else. I already did that. I'm like, okay, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I get to deal with the aftermath from you savages. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have any cool toys, Michael? It's That was a long time ago. I don't really remember anymore. He had the Mad comic books, and he had a BB gun. Oh, <laughs> those are two, two and, dangerous things. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> wasn't a lot to go over to his, his house very often. <laughs> the Red Rider BB gun. You're going to shoot your eye out. 
Not not quite, but close. <laughs> <laughs> we had a we had a four wheeler. I grew up on a farm, and we had a four wheeler. And a group of friends that came in from close that lived closer to the city. They were sort of in the uh, wealthier suburbs, you know. And uh, they all had never been on a four wheeler, been out at a farm. They were they were just like in awe of the cornfields and all these giant things. And hmm. we're ripping through all these trails on the four wheeler and stuff, and going through mud puddles and the things like flipping over. And these guys are having a blast, right? Well, then we all get back out to where they live, and I hear from my friend's mother i mean this granted we're we're not really kids we're like 16 17 you know we had our we had a car and we were driving you know but it was like their parents were like they can never come over to your house again my son got scratches on his legs look at you know like scratches and i'm like oh no you know like i think he got mosquito bites or something and i'm like oh boy oh like, your precious <laughs> little soul like, get back in the bubble it <laughs> happened to me every single day i was like what are you talking about you know? <laughs> concept to me but yeah i don't know that was why did i why did i bring that up why not uh, yeah why not <laughs> random i'm no i'm sure i had a connection to something that was going on but i yeah i maybe i'm getting old i just forgot what was going on while i was talking <laughs> dementia <laughs> i found the harpy that looks awesome oh yeah yeah, thanks. Yeah, I think you did a great job with that one. Yeah, they all look really good. So, yeah, we've been, oh, sorry. Uh, so we've been going uh, A through Z. We've been trying to work on that one. So he's he's down to the uh, to the N right now. Actually, no, to the Q. We just got to Q. Are you doing Quetzalcoatl? No, we did uh, Quinitar. Oh, who is Quinitar? It's a crazy looking. Uh, Oh yeah, I think yeah. yeah. If you see it on there, it's like <laughs> kind of hybrid type things. Uh, where these things come from? But I have to look into where I I found this guy on one of these mythical uh, encyclopedia type websites and read about him and and he's like part uh, steer, part shark, I think, or I forget how he is, but he's he's a wild looking guy. Yeah, that, that was about to say, like a minotaur crossed with a shark. Yeah, yeah. Except with hooves, I guess, instead of hands. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I do all the research, and then I give him this list on Evernote, and I'd say, "All right, here's you know the link to where he is. Here's some information about him." <laughs> so then I I see what he does when he he mails it to me. Like, oh, this is crazier than I thought it'd look. Right. Nice. Like that's half the greatness of the collaborative process, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I got to the slogan. Things gonna give me nightmares. <laughs> I made that one up. Yeah, I like that one too. That, I, I made up a few of them. We've still got a few more, but I, I, I had so much fun studying all the different uh, mythical beasts out there. I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to make up some myself, and so that was the first one I made up. It's uh-huh. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I thought what would it look like? If a, yeah, a big slug. You had bat wings and, you know, could kind of grab onto you with some kind of leech mouth. That would be kind of gross. Ugh. A little bit more than kind of gross, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, John, are you able to hear me? Yeah, I can. Can everybody else? I can. Yeah. Yay! Oh, so there is Jason. Jason Connolly, welcome to the show. This is Travis Blair. Yes, hey. thank you. I have been listening with uh, not able to communicate with you guys excitedly 
wanting to jump in, so now I can. Yay! So you're up to speed. You've been able to listen the whole yes. time. <laughs> okay. I have been listening the entire time. I have actually gone out and gone to the page where the uh, cartoons are that you can color. So I've been looking at some of those. So I've been following all along. So yes, thank you very much. Technical difficulties. Hi, hi atop the Issaquah Alps. So. <laughs> because you obviously must geek out about mythology to do this much research and work right yeah i've always enjoyed reading the stuff that you know has happened uh, throughout history around the world um other stuff lately i've been so buried in my own um creative pursuits i haven't been able to do as much as i'd like to and you know with the family life and whatnot but um yeah i've been kind of looking ahead at that upcoming classic ness has me interested because you know i've been a gamer all my oh, life yeah. that has my even that's just just a little fun uh side project it seems from nintendo but yeah i've enjoyed enjoyed a lot of video games growing up um kind of sitting there by the wayside my my Kids and I like playing the Wii U, and so it's just going to sit there, and we still enjoy the games on it, but yeah, we all we all know everyone's just waiting for that next Nintendo, but that, that classic NES looks like it'll sit on top of our Wii U in the meantime. <laughs> I think it's not coming out until November, but it still looks fun. Yeah, it's so cool to see uh, all those classic games come back uh, come back out. Yeah, now, now, now what, let's get a little bit more into that. Like, So what exactly is that going to be like, are they all pre-programmed or will it take the cartridges? No. So I, I looked up uh, all the, the details some, and from what I've gathered, it is a system that looks just like a really small Nintendo entertainment system. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the size of maybe like a, a fire TV or a, a Apple TV or something. And it's got the 30 games pre-installed. Um, I don't know if you can open the little, uh, cartridge port just for fun, but no, it doesn't take any new media. Um, and you cannot, from what I've heard, you cannot get any new games. So there's I no way to even just download them. It's not like connectable to know, the web or anything. I don't think so. I heard something about how it might be able to get some of the virtual console games, but I'm not sure if there's any truth to that. I think it's just meant to play the 30 it has and that's it. But even still, mm-hmm. I read somewhere that it's like a value of like $180. If you were to get all those games off the, uh, the Nintendo um, eShop. Sure. So it's, it's still a great deal. It's just, yeah, I was kind of hoping it would be like a, a way just to play all the old Nintendo games, but but through the, uh, the Wii, you know, because the, the, it's kind of like the old, the mini Wii is what I heard them say. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like meant to be a standalone thing just for those 30 games. And I think they're all handpicked just to be like a, a menu of sorts of what they were known for back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is still cool with me. I'll still get it. It just seems like what Nintendo's trying to do now is, um, since they, from what I've gathered, my opinion is they've they've been losing some relevance with the, uh, you know, the past few years going by, um, and and people picking up on the Xbox and the PlayStation, you know, buzz. And so I think they're trying to do stuff like this, and then like the partnership with Vans, getting those Vans shoes out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And and then of course Pokemon Go has been you know Holy catching. Cow. Wildfire. So they're doing a great job by, you know, leveraging their past to, to get their foothold on the future, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's Tecmo Bowls on it. Awesome. <laughs> Flashing <laughs> oh, back yeah, yeah. when we, 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 like, my, the guys down my dorm hall would all 
divide into teams and basically I, I was Green Bay. That's all I vaguely remember. <laughs> <laughs> and have you know full season. <laughs> I think well, my also, brother had that. Yeah. And it's gonna have an HDMI out, which will be nice. So if you still have the original console like I do, <laughs> it's yeah. kind of a trick to hook it up to your newer TV. Yeah. And the original controller, of course, that flat, very sharp-pointed controller. But right. It's a classic. It's a classic it, image now. I mean, you is. see it on T-shirts, and it says "classically trained." You know. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. You got your calluses eventually. Yeah, you'll get back. That's right, getting those calluses back. That's the way to go. Nice. Hopefully, we uh, we did a um, full weekend of gaming. We started about twelve noon on a Friday, and it went until ten thirty on a on Sunday. And um, a lot, like half of us just slept at the place. It was like it was pretty. It was pretty uh, just crazy. Twenty four hours, twenty four hours of gaming all weekend long. So. 24/7, right? But oh, 24/3, right? I guess. <laughs> but anyway, they uh, we alternated between playing like role-playing games, different tabletop activity games, and uh, playing video games. And some of, we had challenges. Like someone was like, "Okay, I'm gonna you gotta do three bosses on Mega Man without." would roll a dice and then that would determine which which bosses you had to fight on Mega Man. And then they had like get through the first stage of Ghost Goblins because no one can do that. <laughs> <laughs> right. And uh, only one person at the, sh- at the place did it and, we, and he did it and it looked pretty easy. We were all like, what the hell? <laughs> uh, dude, I was looking down that list. I saw Ninja Gaiden. And I was like, oh, that brings back nightmares. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that until you just said the name right now. Like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, some of these games were so hard. <laughs> they were, like, punishingly hard. <laughs> I actually like, like, grabbed... like, they, they, they wanted to, like, 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 beat down because you bought their game. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed a Game Boy Advantage a while, a while back just in a fit of nostalgia, and I bought Super Mario Brothers with it, um the first Zelda and Metroid and Metroid is freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. I had for, I mean, it was easy when I was a kid, but yeah, geez. I think the problem, you know, the problem was, you know, you would die and you would, or, or you'd have to put the game down and you would come back and <laughs> you'd have all these energy, empty energy tanks that you had to fill up before you could actually even do anything. I just didn't have the time anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think nowadays we just say forget it and move on to something else. But when <laughs> yeah. you're, a kid, you're just still sitting there in your PJs with your cereal, just like, oh, I'll play again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, when when I was a kid, my brother and I played The Legend of Zelda, you know, the very first one. And you know how you go and you're trying to go into all those rooms. Well, then my mom sat there with us and we had one of those sketch pads. And she drew the map of all, because we kept and kept going into room after room after room, and then the same room, like we would get lost. So she would sit there and go, "Okay, where are we going?" And she'd draw where we'd go next. So we had it all mapped out with all the rooms we went in. So when we died or had to start over, we just went and then started from where we went because you know games don't usually do that as much. Any you know you don't have to usually start over, but oh. I remember that Don't we had this asleep. elaborate map. Yeah, I know. We had this elaborate map. <laughs> so it was it was hilarious. You well, know, it was actually it's kind of neat that your mom got involved in some way with you guys playing the games. You know, 
Oh, yeah. You were and, still able to spend time with mom and mom could spend time with the kids and you and you guys had a map when you were done, yeah. so it was cool. And you know what I'm hearing? That could have been the first player's guide and that <laughs> empire could have started right there in your living room. Oh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. They could have been mom's guides. Yeah, mom's guides <laughs> for their kids. She could have made money, man, and not yeah. even know it at the time. Yeah. Okay. Too bad, mom. There you go, Travis. Another <laughs> Good idea, right? Getting memories all over. The, it has been called hacking nowadays. It's been mom hacks or something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, Travis, a question for you. When you're yeah. when you're kind of combining the world, especially with the with the the instructive learning, is is there? Are you primarily just pulling from like the Greek mythology, or are you kind of expanding that net to go across different mythologies? Oh. Uh, well, I've tried coming up with a, quite a few of uh, different ones. In fact, we've got just going down to the – I mean, we're almost through the alphabet now that I think about it. But mm-hmm. um, I'd, I'd like to think we have a good variety of them. Um, but, yeah, what I tried doing is I tried looking at each um, letter of the alphabet and then looked and thought, well, I hadn't really you know, thought much of this you know, country's mythology. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried getting a little bit of a variety. But then sometimes I'd catch one and I'd read about it. I'm like, oh, that could be way too scary. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, so sometimes we kind of pulled back. Like he, he mentioned one to me. I forget which one it was, but he's like, dude, are you sure about this one? <laughs> so I'm like, let's rethink it, yeah. So we're trying to make make it not look cartoonish. Um, right. So it can be all ages if adults want to color it. Um, Wait, so, there's something but, more scary than the slogan? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, that's probably one of them up there. And, and that's the one that is, I think I thought up while I was just out jogging, I was just thinking, like, what would this look like? And then just kind of explained them through a message. But, yeah, um, we're trying to make them to where they still look kind of, you know, scary. Because I, I remember getting a book for my, my kid. It's just all about different monsters. And yeah. and they're, they weren't sitting there like Cartoon Network with big eyes and square heads. They were drawn to look scary. And so I right, thought it was right. fun. And, and he liked looking at it. He thought it was neat. So. I don't think there's a need to shy away from it. So, yeah, we're trying to make it diverse and we're trying to make it, you know, actually representative of what, you know, we're reading up about these creatures. So so there's kind of a – is there kind of an unwritten law that you're following as far as understanding the ones that could be more grotesque and spooky, you know, you might put aside for now. But is there like trying to stay true to the characters? Because what I, what I like, what I'm sensing from you is that there's a great pollination opportunity. In other words – if they see it in your work and they want to continue to follow up and do some additional research, mm-hmm. that it's going to match up with if they go to the library and pull a book on Greek mythology, let's say in the city character Zeus or something like that, yeah. that they are able to dive deeper if they choose to. Yeah, well, I mean, the characters will, will they're, they're true to form in that sense. And uh, I'm going to have an index in the book. Um, so it's going to be a little bit more than just a coloring book. And right. they'll be able to read where the you know character, the creature comes from. Um, find out a little bit more about it. And then, yeah, if they want to do a little bit of research, um, if they're a kid like me who got dropped off at the library on the weekends, then they can take the book with them and go, you know, find out more about these different creatures. Um, So it'll say it comes from, you know, Norse mythology or Greek or or Japanese or whatever. Nice. And the other information in there um, is is, uh, meant to educate. So hopefully it's... uh, accessible to adults if they just want to grab it and, you know, color on a flight somewhere or if, uh, you know, they want to read to their kids, they can, you know, just read. And then if the kids just want to, when they're done reading, they can just sit and color the pages too. So would the breakdown kind of like be like the old Dungeons and Dragons days where it's kind of a character sheet? 
where you know you talk to <laughs> yeah we're all laughing right I know like I'm looking at my D and D stuff right now, um, but what was fascinating about that is is that you know you did create the powers of your character. I mean, will will this be kind of like when you say like a little little mini story is it like a little mini bio that you're going to be um, so providing I, or yeah the uh, the basically it's when you open the book it'll be uh, um, the character just uh, by itself on the right page okay. and then on the left page uh, Angel's going to go after we're done all the creatures. And then he's going to go through and find out where each. Uh, so if it's the dwarf and he's got, you know, uh, a scenic setting of, you know, mountain on the left side, um, that left page uh, with the scenery that, you know, the you know, person can color as well if they want, um, will have the haiku. And oh, so okay. it'll, it'll be like that for every creature. And then in the beginning of the book, that's where they'll learn a little bit about each thing. And then at the end of the book, it'll be that index where you'll be able to flip through and um, – go A through Z and, and you know, research a little bit and, and not too detailed, not meant really to, uh, to story tell so much, but, uh, just give them a little bit of background about each, each creature because yeah, they're a lot of fun to research and, and you can learn a lot about what's in modern day, uh, geek, you know, entertainment by, by finding out some of this stuff. You know, you're always seeing these movies and TV shows with all these creatures that have been in our own history for, you know, long time, oh, long time. Yeah, depending on the creature. Yeah. There's a lot of them out there uh, with a lot of history. Yeah. So, yeah it's a lot I'm really digging the goblin. I like the, it's got a little bit of a pot belly. Yeah. All the cool gear. Like, you know. Yeah. That one, yeah. Some of them look like they've got a little bit of a story and some of yeah. them just, yeah. Is he, wearing, um, is he wearing like a pan or is that just, yeah. I don't know why he did that. It just, that's, it's, 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 that's neat. <laughs> yeah. I thought the rendition of the gin was really cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Multiple arms. And the way the chest yeah. is, the way he the way he did the multiple arms in the chest, it makes it make sense, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying there? Yeah, yeah. Like they're not just stuck on there. It's like he really It looks logical. He knew the anatomy of how that would work. <laughs> yeah, he's a uh... He's showing his work in progress on Instagram and, and, and get a lot of interest because, yeah, he'll sit there with his, uh, uh, he's got a, uh, I forget what type of, uh, a device, but he's, he's always using this, um, it's a Cintiq or, or no, no, not a Cintiq. Mm-hmm. It's, um, Is it Surface Pro, Surface Pro. No, no, he used to, I think he used to have one of the, the Wacom, um, Cintiqs, but now I think now he has a Surface Pro three and he uses a uh, sketch pro, uh, I think is a software, um, Okay. But yeah, he's always on Instagram showing his work in progress, and it's fun. So sometimes I'll, I'll peek, you know, what he's doing before he tells me which which ones he's working on, or or if I want just to figure out like, hey, what what few are you working on next? And he'll, he'll tell me. But yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and I was gonna say I was I was scrolling down, going, let's see, let's see, which letters do you still need, you know? And I was like maybe K for crafting, right? And I was like, oh, clerks. Oh like, yeah. That guy is awesome looking. <laughs> Yeah, no all right yeah. Yep, yep. no yeah. cracking throw the cracking out clear <laughs> yeah we're gonna put a little bit more about that guy when the uh book is made but that's another one i made up he's kind of like a mix between a uh what a lot, a lot of people know him as roly polies oh yeah uh, but there's actually one that's um like a roly poly but he's like a millipede um i forget the yeah. sign name but it's like a millipede mix of the roly poly um, basically a longer segmented uh, roly-poly. So that creature really exists in our world, and it's kind of scary. It's good that it's as small as it is. Um, 
with so the I, claws, I, you mean? Like the, 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 no, 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 no. Oh, 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 okay, okay. <laughs> I, I came up with that one. So I, get I, mixed, it, I get that, it. mixed that roly-poly millipede-looking thing with a lobster. Got it, got it. Okay. So I just thought, how scary would that be if that thing existed in the world and, you know, no, and, no. And, well, that's creature. what I was thinking. I was like, even small, I don't want to crawl it around down. Because it's <laughs> I go, yeah, I even just walking on the beach, it wouldn't be fun if one of those things, you know. That's yeah, what a chigger yeah. actually looks like. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is what, you what a chigger looks like. <laughs> I'm hungry. Oh, oh man. He wants some fried chiggers. I want some, yeah. Delicious. Hey, if you need to come up with another one for Jay, if gin doesn't work out because it's too scary, Jason. The Argonauts. Oh, Jason from the Argonauts is always good, right? You're from the Argonauts, right? I, I see. I see. <laughs> you're ready to shut me down right away, weren't you, John? Models in your likeness, I'm sure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I will be more than happy to pose. <laughs> Michael. Michael was an archangel. There you go. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, Slug they were, they, were, they were talking at work the other day about, uh, like, I am nowhere near the uh, bodice ripping like you'd see on a romance cover now. <laughs> so they were like, we should get like you and someone else to do like, uh, you know, so were, I, I don't know which girl they were going to pick, but um, to do like a bodice ripper cover, like mock thing or something. <laughs> uh, so I, that's what I was picturing when you were, you know, doing the uh, Jason and the Argonauts. I was like, Jason yeah, Connolly like, all there with his shirt. Yes, like a Fabio up. with my hair flowing <laughs> yes, in the wind. right, you know. <laughs> guiding the ship. <laughs> Shirts half ripped off, flowing yeah, in the wind, you know. That's me, my muscles, <laughs> my, 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 my keg pack showing. Got the golden fleece wrapped around your waist. <laughs> nice, yeah. Is it really? No, it's around his shoulders like a bro because he can't get it around his waist. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. Yep. Carrying my Merce. And he's got all these Hydra heads just on stakes around the front of his boat. Well, the guy's got to yeah. eat. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> on that. So we could go pretty far, Travis. We feel just free yeah. to, yeah. Uh, you know, butt in. And <laughs> yeah, do you see how the, the valve of creativity has opened up just since you've been on, been right. on this show? <laughs> inspirational it is fun though i just i really really like the the mixing of the haiku and then with with these you know these mystical characters these creatures is just really because it it can go so much deeper it just doesn't stop right it there is a history there is a and that's that's really neat how deep do you want to go on this subject uh, a child could <laughs> a child and an adult could you know take it as far as they want, and that could spin off into cinema and other books and other products you might be having down the line as far as education, where it kind of has that common thread. Mm-hmm. That's great. I think that's really neat. Yeah, we're we're trying just to keep within that that uh, um, avenue of, of you know, educational product mm-hmm. kind of a fantastical approach. So. And yeah, do you but, find that that's yeah. helpful though, with your focus, kind of keeping, keeping a focus? Because I can imagine your brainstorming sessions. I mean, you must guys must come up with a kajillion ideas. And yeah. do you find it difficult to actually kind of pull yourselves back when you're in those blue sky sessions? Because I get lost where I just get too blue sky, and, and there's a point where that blue sky session has to stop, and you really have to, to really get specific and focused. Do you do you have that same challenges? And what do you do when you do get into those? kind of situation yeah well we just kind of keep it in that that one realm and then it it helps us think and and flesh out ideas 
um, because yeah, we can otherwise, you know, go all over the place. But when we, we stay there, then instead of going wider, we just go deeper, mm-hmm. uh, our thoughts and it makes it more fun. So, you know, we came up like with the, the spellcasters game, you know, it's a little bit more childish in the look because we don't want to make the game, you know, we want to keep the, you know, the focus be educational, even if it's supposed to be a subtle, um, approach, but we don't want it to be, you know, spooky or anything questionable about why it's in a classroom. We want to make it look fun and approachable. But then we start thinking like, okay, what kind of creatures are we going to use? Um, how are we going to have them look? Um, what, you know, uh, what kind of story, why are they actually, you know, in this little, uh, combative game of sorts, you know, why? So I made up a story for that and I got really in the story. And so I started thinking, where are they from? What's the land look like? And so mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, a whole story behind why they're at odds, who the spellcasters are. And I tried thinking about if I were to look at, you know, this, what would I want to know? And so I started writing out all the details of what I want to know. And so, yeah, we have the whole world of all, you know, where all these, you know, at least for the, you know, spellcasters uh, series um written out so i've got this whole little fantasy world all, all planned out so yeah we we can keep on turning our gears and you know every now and then the illustrators and i will kind of you know branch off and so like angel thought up a really good idea he said hey, how about the very end of the coloring book um i just make some bookmarks and then they can cut out the bookmarks and i said that's oh, cool, cool. Yeah, that's nice yeah he's gonna make a couple of pages where it's just like you know the you know designs are you know with a little lines uh dash lines so people can cut those out and you know just for fun you know nice and Give then to their friends trading Ooh, you just started a new trading card yeah. trading trading bookmark yeah that could be fun um and then pj when we were designing spellcasters he came up with all the different uh uh gems so basically you're you're counting your cards uh number you know like a high card wins and so he came up with all the different uh uh, gems and, and how they all look different and so it was real uh, fun figuring out like okay um, these creatures have this color scheme with these gems and trying basically future proofing it you know because I think I wanted to be more than just one game and so uh, it was great of him to kind of go back and look at it and say alright this is how our entire series will look pending the success of the one game and so yeah sometimes it helps to kind of you know, sometimes you need to focus on just the thing in front of you right, and not get right, lost right. in the future. Um, and sometimes you need to think, you know, ahead. And so I'm, I'm guilty at times of, of always looking too far ahead and not thinking about what's right in front of me. Um, <laughs> but then at times it's, it's good to have that balance. And I think that's uh, part of the curse of anyone who's creative is they've always got another idea, a next thing down the road, another, oh, you yeah. know, and, and, you know, I just have a notebook, so I just start writing everything down. And sometimes I go back to the notebook and I go, oh, my gosh, I totally forgot about that one. That was a good idea. Yeah, let's, let's work on that one. <laughs> yeah. I've got the same thing, only it's digital, and I've already written out the other stuff. And I thought, I'm not even thinking about that until 2017. And I'm not thinking about that. And I'll put little years by them. So I just oh, totally the, the, yeah. yeah, I don't know why I'm still stuck on old school. I write in a notebook for a lot. Google Pages or something on the iPad, right? I, I know I why. Don't know. I don't know. I do the same thing, John. No batteries. Yeah, but my iPad never runs out of batteries when I'm out and about and using it wherever I go. I, I, I haven't had that problem. It doesn't fit in your pocket. Unless it's because I'm not using it to write notes on, and then that's why it's not running out of battery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're no, thinking there it you now. Go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 
Travis, with the the collection of characters that are in your world, are, is it challenging to to? Uh, I'm sure you guys are sensitive to the balance mm-hmm. of female, male, or characters that might be considered female, male. Is that kind of tricky? I mean, are there way more male characters, guy characters, or whatever terminology you want to use than there are yeah, female? Well, I mean, is that kind of a challenge for you guys? When we came up with a list for the the coloring book, I made a point to go through and put a little parenthesis. F, you know, next to everyone who I suggested, um, because yeah, I think it's easy to, you know, when you're thinking of a, a warrior type, just to do your cliche, you mm. know, what you see so often in, in pop culture. But I made a point to go through, and, and I also picked some different characters. So you know, V for Valkyrie, and, and different characters, you know, that are by default going to be female. But then other times I went through and, and you know, let the uh, illustrator, I let Angel know. I said, hey, let's try and make these, you know, female. Even if the banshee's not going to be pretty, well, guess what? The banshee's a female, so we're having a banshee. And so, yeah, we made a point to kind of diversify some. Well, not only that, you got, you know, the unicorn, which looks cool and is also traditionally, like when I was a kid, the girls would go for the unicorns and the pegasus and the stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But it's like, you've got it there, so the girls would be like, this is cool, but yet you're hitting the modern girl who wants cool-looking unicorn. Yeah, badass. Hamby, round-looking, fluffy thing that we saw when we were kids. <laughs> My they Little want, Pony style. They, yeah, yeah, they want what you drew here, or what he drew, which is, which is really cool, but yeah, it's still a unicorn, you know? <laughs> yeah, that, that unicorn looks like something that if I were a, a warrior, I'd want that, you know, as like a battle steed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, you know, charging ahead, but... I could see coloring it with flames in the uh, in the hair and on the on the feet there and on the tail, yeah, the mane yeah. and everything, yeah, right. Or a kind of energy, like maybe it's got like a a purplish red energy that's coming out from the horn and it's forming the mane or whatever, you know. See, my imagination just goes when I start looking at these things. Yeah, that's why we're trying to make the creatures on blank pages. Where I mean, even if some creatures are more detailed than others, we're trying to leave those on pages where they're just you know. By themselves, and then on the other page is the uh, scenery with the the haikus, or rather than just having page after page of you know extremely detailed page, you know with uh, something from top to bottom, left to right, we're trying to <laughs> split it up in a way. Yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. Well, plus so if someone color, yeah. also if somebody does want to frame each picture, they are able to do so because you've got them right yeah. the way they're yeah. situated. They could keep each drawing as its own and the haiku would be on the back for the next in animal correct yeah that that's where i was kind of at odds trying to figure out what the formatting i mean on one hand i can make it to where you have the uh the scenery you know the, the habitat if you will what have you of a of that creature on the back with the haiku and you'd have it all on one page and and make the uh saddle stitch book perforated and then you could even tear it out oh okay that was one thought of mine, but then when you open the book, and it being easier with that kind of book to color, where you know it's staple bound, yeah. um, if you open it up, then you wouldn't have that effect of it being left on one, right on the other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I decided ultimately to go with the, you know, um, the haiku and the setting on the left and the, the creature on the right. That way, you get that experience every time you open the page. Um, but yeah, they can definitely. You know, take the page off and and uh, and frame it if they chose to. But yeah, I'm, 
trying to make the, the book more of you know an experience than just the coloring it's you know sure. trying to complete package. it's definitely a fun experience making this i'm going through the process of writing all the haiku now and so i've gotten <laughs> um some of them down and aside from the obvious uh you know making sure the syllables are right it's like trying to um, loosely adhere to the Japanese structure, but at the same time making sure that I'm providing a little bit of information about the creature. Yeah. Um, so that, that's that been a fun challenge. That can be tricky, I bet. Yeah. Um, so making sure that you're addressing something about each one and not just, you know, rinse and repeat, making them all sound just a little bit different. Well, Travis, we should, uh, I hear you're on a vacation, right? You, you were, yeah, yeah. We're uh, giving us night. some time just on your vacation at the tail end, huh? Yeah, the kids all there. They got in bed by the time we started talking. Um, so I'm about to, you know, after this, go uh, take a nice walk on the beach with my uh, wonderful wife, who, you know, <laughs> thankfully puts up with me talking about all this nonsense and, uh, you know, <laughs> enjoy our last night out at, you know, Galveston. It's been a great vacation we've had. Well, I think we should let you get to it. So uh, we've been talking for quite a while now. So. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Travis, thank you for your time. This has been yeah. great. Definitely. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, uh, definitely, sure. I'll let you guys know when the uh, Spellcasters game comes out and when our uh, coloring book is available. Nice. Yeah. That sounds Yay. great. Yeah. Yeah, Travis, really appreciate you coming on. Really love what you're working on, what you're doing over there. Everyone can find it at thezarf.com, and there are plenty of links right from there to get to all the different things we've been talking about, right? Correct. Yeah, on the far right and the, the top, you get you know, a link to Zarfling Platoon, um, which is where you'll find all the stuff we're making. And then, yeah, you can see a lot of the creative collaborations that I've been doing you know, over the past few years on, on the different links on the Zarf. And uh, social media, you want to go over a few of those? Yeah, um, at Zarfling on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram is where you'll find a lot of what we're uh, you know, doing uh, as of late with the, uh, the different uh, educational products we're working on. And that's uh, Z-A-R-F-L-I-N-G. Correct. Zarfling. Yeah. yeah, Zarf is actually that, that uh, cardboard sleeve you put on your cup of coffee. Yeah. Oh. I didn't know that. Full name. <laughs> well, yeah, it used to be a formal thing. It, it originated in the Mideast. It was the uh, the goblet with the glass cup inside. It was ornate with jewels encrusted in it. And that goblet has since, you know, become just a, a mere cardboard sleeve, you know, to serve the same purpose of, of, you know, keeping that glass cup, you know, now just a Starbucks cup, you know, from burning your hand. So Starbucks is cheaping out on us, huh? Yep, yep. They should be. We want out. the jewels back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, now that it costs twenty-five bucks for a cup of coffee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, find find me on there, and, and we've been at a lot of uh, a lot of fun collaborating with other creative types, and so I, I definitely like talking to people out there. That's awesome. That's great. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate you taking some time to talk about all this stuff with us it's been cool thank awesome. you for having me well guys any any final thoughts any last words to travis or any of the listeners before we uh go out no sir we're good all right yeah yeah i'm excited to see this stuff yeah same here all right sounds good cool travis thanks a lot for joining us guys rob michael jason christina 
Really appreciate you joining us once again. Glad you finally got your mic working, Jason. Yes, yay! Yay! <laughs> you were able to join us for a little bit. Yes. Um, all right, guys. So we'll talk to you later on the Super Awesome Geek Show. Keep it geeky out there, everyone. Woo-hoo. Yay! Bye. 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 See you later. You've been listening to the Super Awesome Geek Show with John Adams, Jason Rigdon, Eric Locke, Mad B, and Rob Clifford. The Super Awesome Geek Show is part of Kingdom of the Geeks. We put up new episodes every Friday. You can find us on iTunes and on the website at superawesomegeekshow.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash superawesomegeekshow. Follow us on Twitter at awesomegeekshow. And if you'd like to help, you can support us on Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash superawesomegeekshow. Or make one of the purchases of our fine toys, art, and collectibles on the eBay store, stores.ebay.com slash kingdomofthegeeks. All your support does help, and we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to be on the show, just contact us, superawesomegeekshow at gmail.com. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks a lot for listening, and see you next Friday on the Super Awesome Geek Show! Super Awesome Geek Show!